Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about the secret master ingredient to unleash your life's purpose. I think that the secret ingredient to living a life of purpose and to living one's purpose to the greatest extent is to do it with great love. Because it's in that great love that minimizes discord and is done with intentionality and is done with a high vibration and a high state of consciousness. Case in point, someone from the forest was having a conversation with me while mom and her dog were playing and there is a newly remodeled restaurant near the forest by the pond and this restaurant has new ownership so they've been renovating this restaurant and they put their own food items their completely new menu and this person was saying that this new restaurant or the restaurant that has new ownership and new menu and new people working there is far better than the previous people that owned that restaurant. And she was saying that the people that owned it before, they had such a poor attitude and it was very, it felt very toxic to be there and it felt very unwelcoming and it had a very poor energy. And then she said something very profound. There was like no love there. They didn't love what they were doing. They didn't enjoy what they were doing in the process of what they were doing. It's still the same restaurant. It still physically looks the same. It's in the same location. Nothing's really different about this. But what is different is the energy there. It's the people there. And Hema, you've also said too, months ago as well, you would never want to go there because it had a gray energy. Can you, can you share more about what you meant by that? It was just not a place that I wanted to go to. But why? I didn't feel pulled to go there. I didn't feel called to go there. It did not look interesting to me. It looked more like, no, thank you. I don't want to step foot in there. <laughs> but you had said that they, there was a great energy there. What what did that mean to you? What well, did that mean to you? That kind of great energy, it's like the opposite of a welcoming energy. You know, there are places, there are people... There are things that you feel drawn to, you feel pulled to, you're like, let's go there or let's meet these people or let's do this. Or with environments, there are environments where you feel pulled to explore and you want to be there. But then there are also environments and places and people or restaurants in our case, where like where you are just want to, where you just want to stay away from it. It has a, a repelling energy. So there are two forces here. There is a repelling energy and then there is an attracting energy. And everything in life is either repelling or it's attracting. And so is your business and so is your purpose and so is your own energy, your own attitude. It's going to have a pulling and attracting energy to others or it's going to have a repellent energy to others. And case in point, this specific restaurant that we're talking about, to me, had a 
gray energy, what I consider a repellent energy. I did not want to go there. And what were you saying about the newly remodeled restaurant? The newly remodeled restaurant, um, after they remodeled it, the energy of that restaurant changed. And it started to become more and more attractive and attracting. And it's like the gray energy turned into a more colorful energy. And I started to notice that the restaurant would pop. All of a sudden, it just stood out. First, it's like you don't notice it, but then all of a sudden it pops out and you just can't help but notice it. It still looks exactly the same. Yes. They didn't recolor the building. They didn't tear it down and rebuild a new building. It's literally the same exact restaurant. They may have put some plants in there, but I don't think that that's the only thing that makes this restaurant pop. And what else did you notice about the restaurant? Well, I noticed a few changes that they made. They they did they did um, color the the house painting. So the the color of the the restaurant of the walls it looks more clean. So they they cleaned the walls or whatever, and they were also cutting the the bushes. So the restaurant is more visible now to people. Where before it was more hidden and covered by the bushes, but now it stands out more. What else? All of a sudden, I just noticed a bunch of people. Bingo. And a lot of cars that would just be in the parking area, and it would always be full of people. That's. That's what I, I'm asking you. What did you notice? You acknowledge that there's people that are showing up to this restaurant. Did you ever really notice people showing up before with the old ownership? I did not pay attention. I did not notice that. And we passed by those forests almost every morning. Yeah. And yes, I started to hear people being there and having conversations and it would be more noisy. Where before it was very quiet. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's where I'm going with this. So we both acknowledge that there is a restaurant near the forest around where we live. And that this restaurant is re-renovated with new ownership managing this restaurant. It had a revamp. It had a revamp. Obviously, the plants are not the reason why people are coming to the restaurant. Neither is bushes that they cut the reason. Neither is the painting, the raw coat of painting on the walls, the reason why they're coming. So what is the reason why people are coming? One could argue that it's the food, that the food is, is probably, they, they probably increase the standard. Yeah, fair enough, that has one thing to do with it. But I strongly believe, like you have been saying, it is the attitude and it is the energy of the new ownership that is there now. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. And 
Mm -hmm. An energy signature of the restaurant. Right. And the restaurant has a tagline and it says, con amore, which means with love. Right. In Italian, right? Or in Spanish, right? Con, con amore. Con amore. Yeah, that's, that's Italian. <laughs> but that's, I think, the ingredient as to why the restaurant that is now here with this second ownership is succeeding and is what I appear to be constantly busy as well because we've walked through that area many times before. We've been here for almost two or three years. And this restaurant re-renovation has only been around for, people started coming here for like only for a few months. It was only over this summer where they had finished their renovations and people were coming. So the old ownership did what? What was the attitude of the old ownership? What was the energy of the old ownership of the owners that previously were running that restaurant? Were they doing that business? Were they running that restaurant with love? I'm going to say no. And here's why. The person, once again, that had told me about her experiences going to this restaurant with the new ownership says that this place is so much better. Why? Because they're much friendlier, much friendlier attitude. The food is okay. It's it's probably not necessarily anything that's like over the top, like five-star Michelin restaurant, but the food is good. It's the attitude. It's the energy that's there. It has a more warm and inviting energy there. The owners are friendly. The staff is friendly. And it's in that friendliness. It's in that comfort that made her decide to go. She said that you can tell that they put more love into this. Think about other times in your life where you have interacted with businesses or people. And Hema, you remember the there was a time when you were working for a real estate agent I think it was and they were doing some very shady practices like they were showing apartments that were not even real even real what they had advertised can you explain this yeah so for some time in London I was working for a real estate agent who promoted false pictures to his clients um pretending that these are his offerings and his listings to then get people coming but the listings that he had and the houses that he had they looked very shady and very old and ugly so he was doing wrong advertisement and I just happened to find that out um, after a month working in this company where I was told to put fake images on the listing and I never understood what's the point of what's the point of putting wrong images that are not even real that look high quality and like beautiful um, high quality pictures of beautiful real estate buildings. Why would I put wrong images on the listing and then we show them a completely different home which does not look anything like the picture that we advertise. And the owner, I asked the owner of the company the question and he said, well, that's just to get people interested because obviously they want to see the shiny objects and then they call thinking that that's the thing that they're going to get. But then I had to tell people, unfortunately, this offer is already gone, but we have a different offer. And then I showed them the ugly room or the ugly house that was available. So 
to get this straight then, you're saying that this person was creating, misleading advertising on these listings strictly for the purposes of showing what he actually did have available right. to show. It's like when you're looking at the menu of a restaurant and you see a picture of a pizza and the picture of the pizza looks so delicious and so amazing and you just want to have it, you just want to have that pizza that you see on the image thinking and hoping that you're going to get exactly that pizza served and then when you actually get it served, it's not even half the size. There's no cheese on it. There's not even tomato sauce on it. It's a blank slice of bread with some butter and you're completely disappointed. And you, what the heck? Why are you showing on your menu that kind of pizza? And this is what I get. Mm. That's the same what happened with that real estate company. They put beautiful, juicy pizza on the listing and then they were serving people just bread and butter. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes absolute sense. And thank you for clarifying it and sharing it that way now getting back to the theme of the podcast episode for today this is really important this is i think i think this is one of the most important things because clearly the restaurant owners that previously owned the restaurant that we're talking about they owned the restaurant they had a business right this person that i spoke with acknowledged and said they were not friendly at all they didn't put any love into what they were doing. Their service was terrible. And they had a very, like you said, a repellent energy. She said the same thing. They had a very repellent, repellent energy. You had to be overly the top polite. And it was as if whenever you would ask them for anything, even a glass of water, the old owners would make such a big deal out of it. It was like you were inconveniencing them just from being at their restaurant, right? They wound up selling the restaurant to the new owners and they did like over $300,000, I think, to sell it or something like this. And then obviously they also had to do their renovations. Now, I'm bringing this up because just like with the real estate experience that you had, the person doing the shady listings and doing the shady malpractice, this person could be financially super successful. They were actually. Look at that. They're financially super successful making all this money, but they're doing a lot of unethical things. They're not putting love into what they're doing. The restaurant owners, the previous restaurant owners, they had a restaurant. They had a restaurant in what some could argue prime a prime location. It is right there at the entrance of the forest. There's a beautiful pond there. But they were not happy. They were absolutely miserable. And they didn't put love into what they were doing. And as a result of not putting love into what they were doing, the people felt that. That's where I'm going with this. The people felt that. You, why did you leave, leave that restaurant? Why did you leave the real estate agency? Well, that was one of the main reasons when I found out that the way they're running their business is so um, unethical and they're making um, a lot of money over deceiving people. That just did not match with my values. And I was out. Yeah. There you go. So that's, that's the other point of this that I'm making. So just because you're running a successful business, if you're doing the wrong things and your employees catch this and they understand and they're aware of what's up and then they leave, why are they leaving? If you have a restaurant, if you have any type of business and you hate what you're doing, the people are not going to show up. The people are going to leave. You left that real estate agency. 
because you could feel that there was no genuineness. They were doing, according to how you saw it, they were doing business wrong. They were doing unethical things. The customers that were once appearing maybe at the restaurant stopped appearing at that restaurant because the owners had what? No love. They didn't put love into their food. They didn't put any excitement. They didn't make you feel welcome. And that's, that's the case, not just with business, but with anything in life. With your family, with your relationships, with, with the money that you have, with the resources that you have. If there is no love involved, it's going to fade. It's going to go away. You know, Hama, this is one of the things that I have to give you so much, honestly, so much praise and credit and thanks for because you've always been such a huge proponent and advocate for love and doing as many things as you can do with so much love. I have been very guilty many times of doing things because I felt like I had to do it and not doing it from a place of love. And I've been taking those steps to actively correct my mindset and my attitude, to fix my attitude, to do anything that I do. No matter whether it's waking up at five in the morning to walk the dog, I'm doing it with as much love in my heart and with a smile on my face. And I'm really doing the best that I can to do it with great love. And what I'm noticing in that process is that the more love that I am really focusing on giving, the more momentum that I'm seeing as a result in the analytics for Life Purpose, not just the podcast, but the website, the newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. It's attracting. It's attra exactly. It's attracting. When you put more love into it, you put more of, of yourself into it. It can be very attracting. Because you are love. Because you are love. But if you're withholding that love, it's the same thing too, like with this relationship, right? If I am showing up in a pissed off state, if I'm showing off with showing up with a great energy, as you maybe would call it, I don't think that you would be around long at all. If you and you're you know what's interesting is I now think about your biological father and there was something very profound that your biological father, which I know you you also remember that when we had taken ayahuasca uh, sometime back in 2021, at the end of the ayahuasca ceremony or the ayahuasca weekend, he said something about family. And do you remember what he said that you can share? Yeah, that really hurt me. What did he say? He said, you know, it's okay to treat your family with disrespect. Something along those lines. It's okay to treat your family in an impolite and rude manner. That's what he learned from his upbringing. That's what he learned from his upbringing. And why did that hurt you? That hurt me, you know, even just this summer, this was something that came up again and it did make me cry, you know? Why? I think it would hurt any daughter or any son to hear these words from their own biological father. The common link that we can then see from these stories that we're sharing with our big ones today is the absence of love. And I'm going to go even further to say this, big ones, 
and this is very important, so really listen up here. You obviously are listening to this podcast because you know you are a big one. You know you are a big one, and you know you have a purpose. You know you have a very special purpose to fulfill. Now, if you are to fulfill this purpose, big one, very important. If you're going to fulfill this purpose, you're going to have to do it with great love. You're going to have to pour forth so much great love into every aspect of yourself, into every aspect of your purpose. You must eat with great love. You must laugh with great love. You must sleep with great love. You must walk with great love. You must exercise with great love. You must think positive thoughts with great love. You must do your purpose with great love. If you're a content creator, you must write blog posts with great love. If you are a graphic designer, you must make graphics with great love. If you are a singer, you must sing with great love. If you are an orator, speaker, you must do that. That is your purpose with great love. Because I guarantee you what's going to happen if you do not have the love, that little secret ingredient, if you don't have that little piece of that puzzle, if you don't have that love in your heart to do what you're doing, if you don't have that love to fulfill your purpose and you do it bitching, moaning, complaining, how far do you honestly think you're going to go? I am guilty of this. I have been there. I speak from experience. I have had several businesses in my lifetime and that was always the missing ingredient. My intention for running a business was how much money can I make so that I can hire someone else to do this stuff because I don't want to do it. That's what your coach was saying when she said, you're missing the love. That was something that was never taught or instilled in me. You know, I went to university, I got this four-year degree. Not once did any class say, hey, if you want to make your business successful, you've got to do it with love. They forget that part. They forget to talk about the part of, hey, the universe is going to respond to you like a, like a mirror, guys. So whatever you want to see, you got to have to give it. You have to be it. You have to be it first. You have to be, you have to give it, and then that's when you receive it back. In order to live that life purpose, in order to be that big one, in order to embrace the bigness that we all have inside of us, that bigness stems from being the biggest expression of love. There is a saying by, I think, Mother Teresa, we may not all do great things or big things, but we can do the little things with great love. And this was the exact same message that I had received sometime in November of 2022. We were going through a very tough year last year with trading. You know, I was on my own with the trading. You had moved out and I had to figure out a lot of things with the trading while also maintaining a, as much of a positive mental attitude as I could. And I wound up taking mushrooms to help me through that time and to understand like okay what am I not seeing here so I took mushrooms with cacao and the message that I had received was you have to pour forth great love you have to pour forth so much great love do it with great love remind the people 
to pour forth great love. And that took me a while to really understand. It's only until months later where I'm really beginning to, to process this and really understand the importance of pouring forth great love into your actions, pouring forth great love into others, pouring forth great love into yourself. But what I am seeing is the more love that you pour forth, the more nourishment that you can give to that thing that you're doing, and the bigger the rewards come from that. It's the super fertilizer for everything. It is. Think about this. I mean, just like really reflect on this. Every Friday now, you're making me pancakes with some chicken and... And some mango sorbet on top and some whipped cream on top and some maple syrup. Oh my God. It's really good. But how are you doing that? Are you doing that in a pissed off attitude? Are you doing that in a rushed way? How is your energy when you're showing up to make that treat meal for me? I'm consciously blessing the food while I'm creating it. Would you say that you're doing it with love? A hundred percent. What have you noticed as the result when I eat the food? It, as you were saying, it is so deeply satisfying to eat that food. Exactly. And you were saying, it, satis it is satisfying something deep within me. <laughs> it's like your soul gets the nourishment, not just your body. Your heart gets the nourishment, not just your body. Exactly. So it's like a holistic 360 degree all around satisfaction that you get from the meal when it's made with love versus having a meal that stills a craving from your body. If you do it with extra love, you're going to feel it in your heart. You're going to feel it in your, in your soul. <laughs> and that provides a fullness. And in return, and in return for you making those pancakes for me, making them with great love, I at night give you those foot rubs. You now are able to rest a little bit more peacefully and with a little bit more comfort and joy, perhaps. Then that maybe sets you up for the next day to do what activities you have to do. Think about how much more difficult, honestly. Think about how much more difficult it would be if either of us or the both of us were in a bad attitude with a bad mindset, negative, screaming, angry, hateful, and we're, we're doing LifePurpose.com. No, no, no. We wouldn't be doing LifePurpose.com with that energy. You, you couldn't. It, it wouldn't be possible. You couldn't. No. We, we would be completely somewhere else. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So if you think about life purpose. It's a responsibility to show up with love. Of course. But think about that. You Have you ever heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Okay. So big ones. Have you ever heard or if you've never heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, think about what's at the top. The top is the evolution of your consciousness. At the very base, you're just concerned with survival, right? At the very, very bottom. In order for you to move up the pyramid, you need to have your basic needs met. You need to have the food, the shelter, etc. And then at some point, you can think about the next thing. And then at some point, you can think about the next thing. I am saying life purpose, your life purpose, the reason why God put you here on earth to do whatever it is you have to do, it's at the tippy, tippy top of the pyramid. It's at the tippy top. And 
obviously, Hamo, we could not be doing life purpose if we did not have the financial resources. If we had full-time jobs, we wouldn't be able to think about this stuff. We could not. Well, yeah, of course, because our own energy that we have, our own energy signature has to match the energy of life purpose. Exactly. And life purpose is at the tippy-tippy top of that whole consciousness scale on that pyramid. But in order for us to get there, we had to raise, raise our vibration. We had to raise, like evolve our consciousness. And right. And what is I want to just um, briefly chime in here. Also at the vibrational scale, what is the highest emotion? It is love. Exactly. So the love equals to the purpose. Exact. Exactly. That's exactly the point. So how do you live your purpose then by raising your vibration to the frequency of love? Exactly. You get it now. Yes. What's at the very bottom of the vibrational scale? It's fear. It's hate. What's the opposite of love? Hate. So why do you think that people say, I hate my job? Because they're working that job. Or they're working that business and they hate it. It doesn't matter if it's a job. It doesn't matter if it's a business. It doesn't matter if it makes you eight figures a year. Guess what? You could still have golden handcuffs. You could be making all the money. But guess what? All of your time is basically to make, is, is going to make money. And does that make you happy? Does that fulfill you? No. So in order for you to get to that top, to get to the top of the pyramid, in order to really truly realize your life purpose big one it is synonymous it goes hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly like left and right like your pancakes with the chicken like my pancakes with the chicken it goes left and right hand in hand with love l-o-v-e love so that's why people say like hey do what you love and everything else will follow because love is the magnetic attractor. And that's also what Jesus is saying. Put God first and everything else will follow. Yes. Because, be God, because God is also synonymous with love. Yes, exactly. So if we are going to speak the language of the universe, big one, what do we have to do? We have to understand that if all of creation is based on love, we have to match the vibrational frequency of love. If we can sustain that vibrational frequency of love long enough, we can expand our consciousness to then receive the vision, the insights, whatever it is that we are intended to do for our purpose, we then receive that. We receive it with great love. But you have to be in the state of the love. That's step one. Because you are then becoming the magnetic attractor, just like that restaurant. That restaurant with the new ownership they put in the love, and that love attracted all these new customers and these happy clients that keep coming over and over ordering all this food. Exactly. So that love that you, you were saying, you were just saying, Gabriel, if you sustain that frequency of love long enough, it will, it will attract everything that you need for your purpose, literally, because you are then becoming the magnetic attractor for your purpose. Exactly. And it's happening with effortless simplicity. Effortless simplicity. 
the only quote-unquote work from your side is to literally raise your vibration and to keep your vibration in an elevated state. Exactly. That's it. And how do you keep your... That's another episode, honestly, because that's that would be way off topic here. But that's it. If you really want to actualize your purpose, be in the state of love, that's step one. Step two is when you actually have received your purpose and you know your purpose, guess what? It's time to live your purpose. How do you live your purpose? By taking that action, by doing your purpose with love. How do you unleash it now and do it to the highest level with all the bigness, with all the love in your heart? That's when you do it with great love. <laughs> right? So there's levels to this. The more love you can put into your divine creations, your purpose, the more unleashed it's going to be. Yes, of course. Because think about this. Almost, I, I can't speak for every human, but I think from what I've observed from humanity, we all want love in some form or another. We will gravitate towards things for love. I have observed people that will buy the shit that they don't want to buy at all to impress people that don't care anything about them because they want some type of attention. They want some type of love and notoriety and acknowledgement. But what I'm saying is you have to be that first. You have to conjure up that ingredient first. It, it's literally like this. Uh, think about it like this. When you're preparing a meal, you go to the grocery store and you get ingredients to prepare your meal, right? Or you go to your garden. Or if you, you go to your own garden if you're fortunate and you're privileged enough to have that, right? Well, I am telling you that in order for you to prepare your meal, which is your purpose, to serve your dish to the world, which is your life purpose. Your ingredient, the secret ingredient that's going to have people be like, oh my God, this is the best meal on earth. What did you put in here? I just put some love in there. A lot of people may think that that's funny and that's, that's a joke, but I'm telling you that that is the absolute truth because people feel the energy people know when you're bullshit people know when you're real and people know when you're fake they can spot a phony people are not stupid you get what i'm saying big ones so this is really important like if you're really going to do your purpose you got to do it with all the love in your heart it doesn't matter if you have ten dollars in your bank account or if you have ten million dollars in your bank account and it doesn't matter if one person knows you or a million people know you Exactly. Because the numbers do not matter. Exactly. Your energy matters. That's all it is. And it becomes magnetic. It, it, it explodes and it compounds regardless because as long as you can consistently fulfill your purpose, right? If your purpose, for example, our purpose here, lifepurpose.com, that's like, wow, so simple, right? We create the content. We are, you know, we get the people to, to, um, to the membership to help them with their purpose. We have to do it with so much great love and effortless simplicity. Otherwise, you're gonna know it's it's not real, it's it's fake, it's phony, it's it's blah blah. But when you show up with that love and you do this consistently, what are we seeing? We're seeing this growth. 
And it's not just like simple growth. It's like, it's like hockey stick at this stage now. How is that possible? I'm not the best public speaker. I say ums, I say ands, I say all these filler words. I speak too fast sometimes and I mumble over my words. But what is the key here? It's how I show up. It's the intention with which I show up. And all I try to do is show up with all the love in my heart to speak whatever I can to give all the value that I can give. All the value that I can give. And I know how much for you, that's the same thing. You show up with the love. You show up, and that's what you've been saying this whole time. Gabriel, if you're going to do anything, don't complain. Don't be in a bad mood because it's the energy that's going to radiate outwards. And I get it. I get it. Actually, maybe I don't get it, get it, but I'm getting more of it. <laughs> you know, I'm getting more of it and I'm getting more of the importance and the understanding of really being in the greatest mood and the greatest attitude. You know, last year, for example, I wasn't in the greatest mood. I, we had that trader that ditched us for the call. I had to figure out all these things. What I know now, it was like I was going through hell last year dealing with the whole suicidal ideation stuff. You didn't want to be around the energy because it was too toxic for you. You didn't feel that there was love. So you left. And I got to see this. I got to really experience this. The apps of love. Exactly. So and now this year is like the complete opposite. It's complete opposite. Wow. We've got mama, we've got you. Trading is now like super effortless now. It's like there's no it's no brainer. We're now moving with lifepurpose.com. But it's in that contrast. It's in that contrast that I was able to see, oh, wow. This is this is the absence of love. This is like this is like what happens if you're not in a good mood. It becomes gray, just like that restaurant. It becomes gray. That's right. That's right. And gray, when I think about gray, I think about the absence of life. And the absence of life is the absence of love. But when, but when love comes back, when love returns into an environment, into people, into a business, into a, any form of creation, the colors come back. It pops. It becomes radiant. It becomes alive. And that attracts the bees, like the flowers and the bees. The flowers are just the flowers. They look beautiful and they create that beautiful scent which attracts the bees. And that keeps the cycle of life continued. You know, if I think about also the vibrational scale of love and I think about the opposite, hate. Well, hate, if that's a vibration, it's a very dense vibration and it's a very slow moving vibration. But if love is a much faster vibrating frequency, I think about how rapid then that vibration has to move. And that if you are vibrating at the frequency of love, how fast everything in your life can move. Rapid sounds like rabbit. Rapid rabbit, like the, like the white rabbit, like the bunny rabbit. And this is the year of the rabbit, rabbit, which signifies fast, rapid movement. Interesting. Very interesting. And when I think about love, obviously love can be very colorful, can be very expressed. So then use that as your opportunity, then big one, to be very colorful with your expression. Use that as your advantage to 
discover more of what your purpose is, why you are here, and how you can be of greater service and how you can be the big one that you're here to be. You, Again, your purpose may not be to work with people. Your purpose may be here to work with nature or to work with animals or to build things or to discover things or to research things. I, I don't know. But whatever that is, it's got to really come from your heart. It's got to come from you. It's not something that you can just like think of and be like, oh, well, you know, I think this is a really good idea and uh, it's going to make me a lot of money. And that doesn't work. You know, I've, I've, at this stage, I've been honestly, like, ironically enough, from, from poor and super homeless, from smaller, super homeless, from homeless and very poor in New York City to meeting millionaires, multimillionaires, and even billionaires now at this stage of my life and having these conversations, how I was traveling the world and everything like this, like, I've really seen it. I've really gotten the opportunity to observe it, you know? The guys on the corner selling selling crack, selling coke, selling weed to uh, make money, they're not doing it because it's in their heart to do it. They're doing it because it's going to make them survive. It's going to give them some money. You know what I'm saying? Why aren't they selling flowers instead? <laughs> Maybe there's no money in that front. I don't know. I don't know. But you got to like think about that. Like, Is that the love versus we have met millionaires that are absolutely happy with what they're doing. We've also met multimillionaires that they have done businesses where they've built successful multi-million dollar businesses and that wasn't their happiness, that wasn't their purpose, but they probably needed the skill to then do their purpose. Mm. Yeah? And that, that's important to know. That's really important to really grab and grasp your head around. Yeah. Well, we spoke about this on previous episodes, how your challenges and how your past actually prepares you for your real purpose. Yes. And what I'm saying here too, big one, is whatever that purpose is, whatever that purpose is, you know, you may be going through a time where, you know, you may be having a job that you hate. You may have a business that you hate. You may be unemployed and you hate that. I don't know. But what I do know is that everything is going to start changing in your life when you really are in love with what you're doing. Yeah. Like you've got to, like, I can't say, hey, just figure out how to love your job. No, but it's a habit. It is a habit. And it's a choice. And it is a choice. And obviously, Hema, you and I, we have both been there where we have had jobs where we didn't like it. There was a story that you were telling me the other day about when you were in London and you were working at a restaurant and you didn't like it. Can you share that story with the big ones? Do you remember what story I'm talking about? Yeah, when I was younger, I was 17 and I had to make a practical training for three months for my school. And I was working in a five-star luxury hotel in uh, near, near to London, UK. And I did not enjoy it. It was a dread for me. It was difficult to deal with the language because I was not fluent in English. I was just learning to pick up the language as my mother tongue is German. And it was difficult and it was hard and it was challenging. And sometimes I was locking myself up on the toilet crying because of overwhelm. So it was really a challenging time for me. And it was hard for me to smile during my work and Oftentimes, I was reminded by the managers, hey, why don't you smile more? 
just put on a smile. Like we need you to put to put up with the right attitude. This is a five-star luxury hotel, so obviously we need the best the, the best staff, and the best staff has the best attitude. And yeah, and that was an experience for me where I can tell I definitely did not put up with the right attitude. And my energy was actually very repellent. What would have made that experience better? I could have just been more easy on myself and yeah, just not put too much pressure on myself with learning the language and everything else. And everything was, the stress that I experienced was, was self-induced. I put that all on my on my own shoulders. I could have just taken it more easy and relax and have a better attitude. Better attitude. And find the good in, in the work that I was doing. Would it have been easier if you had just put love into what you were doing, even if it wasn't perfect? Yes. But at my consciousness back then, it was the best that I could do. We're all doing the best that we can do with where we are. And obviously there came a time where you know, you had to, you left from there and you would go on to have other experiences, working different jobs, having these different experiences, collecting this, this reference data about like, hey, well, this is not how I want to live my life. This is not, I don't want to have jobs working for people that are going to be doing shady things. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm unhappy, where I'm, I'm miserable. And now you're here at this stage of your journey where you are doing this lifepurpose.com. What is your attitude now? What is my attitude now towards lifepurpose.com and everything that we do? Do it with great love or don't do it at all. Like if every time I do something for lifepurpose.com, I make sure that I'm at least in a neutral state and I... I consciously would put myself in the right frame before I do anything, before I reach out to people or before I do the podcast. I get myself pumped up in the right state and shifting from a neutral state to a higher frequency. And you can do that simply with a choice. You can feel tired. You can feel perhaps overwhelmed in one minute. But then when you show up and you serve, simply by you making the choice, to show up with love, to show up with a high energy, so it is, so it is and so it will be. But you got to make the choice and the intention. Can you share one tip with the big ones on what you do to pump yourself up so that you show up with the right attitude to do the work that you know you must do, do your holy work? I drink mama's cacao every day. No, for real, like, I love cacao. I love mama's cacao, our dog's company. And I really enjoy the cacao. And the cacao for me is a ritual where I put myself in the right frame. And it centers me and it grounds me and it puts me into the love frequency. This is one thing, but also being outside in nature in the morning as my ritual and taking in the energy of the forest to clear my mind and to clear my energy. And before I do anything, just taking a couple of minutes to just breathe and meditate and center myself. Or like you and I do before a podcast, we would listen to a song to get into the right frame. And we would just dance and pump ourselves up. What I can share with you big ones is I've noticed a significant change in how things are unfolding for me personally and also unfolding for lifepurpose.com after I've made my own attitude adjustments. 
And the secret for me to doing what I do with great love, using that secret ingredient, love, for my purpose and to fulfill my purpose every day, is I smile with everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And if I forget to smile, I exaggerate the smile and I put it right back on. Yeah, that that's a good that's a good one too. Smiling. I make more. I make sure to smile. I also make sure to say in my mind as I'm doing the work that I do, my holy work, Ho'oponopono. A prayer, right? It's a prayer, right? So I do that. Ho'oponopono. If you don't know it, research it. But there's basically like four mantras that you use as part of this prayer. I love you. I apologize. Please forgive me. Thank you. So I do that. And I also make sure to breathe as deeply as I can and try to move my body as I can. So if it's true that your your physiology creates your state, then you want to be standing. And I have a stand-up desk and I have a treadmill, so I'm doing what I can to move around and not be stagnant, sitting, slouching. I try to stand up and have a strong, dominant posture and smile and and do all those things with as much love as I can. Is it tiring? Oh, absolutely. Sure. But what I have found is that if you can use and be in that state of love, you're able to get through one task that you may not want to do, and then it all of a sudden isn't so bad. And then you're able to do the next task, and then you're able to do the next task, and so on and so on and so forth. And then there's a time where looking you're looking forward to the doing of these things and you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and then you do it and then you feel good it turns into a flow that's what i noticed it turns into a flow absolutely absolutely and there is a neuroscientist by the name of dr andrew huberman we can talk about this in another episode but basically this guy is talking about how do we enjoy unpleasurable things now obviously it goes without saying there's going to be aspects of your life purpose that you're going to absolutely love and enjoy. And then there's going to be parts of your life purpose that you're not going to enjoy. Very, very simple. And it may just be you working on your purpose. Ham and I were fortunate enough and really like so lucky to be working on lifepurpose.com together as a team and hopefully soon enough growing this team to more people that are aligned. But if you're working on your purpose alone and there's things that you have to do that you don't want to do, I can promise you, like, if you can stay in that state of love and really make a conscious effort to love that thing, like Dr. Andrew Huberman is saying, people are adverse to working hard because they're not getting the release of dopamine from the hard work. People look forward to the reward after the hard work because of the release of dopamine they get. So what does that mean? That means, let's say, for example, you know you have to exercise, you've got to lift those heavy weights, but you're not getting that dopamine hit from there. So you're not really, really enjoying the workout, lifting those heavy weights or doing the cardio or whatever. It's only afterwards that you enjoy the the cheat meal or what happens afterwards That's the part that you enjoy. Dr. Andrew Huberman is saying, this neuroscientist, he's saying, figure out how to enjoy the hard work part, that part, the actual activity, the effort of what you're doing. 
if you can figure out how to enjoy that part, I think connecting this back to the love, the ingredient of love, that will be your super fuel, your rocket fuel, if you will, to help you get through those challenging times. And then those challenging times or those challenging activities don't become challenging activities or challenging times anymore. It all becomes a state of love. You always are flowing with what you're doing. You're always flowing with your words. You're always flowing with your work. You may not be the best writer, for example. So if you're finding yourself grudging through this, put on that smile. Set the intention beforehand. Be in that state of, I'm going to just do this to the best of my ability with as much love in my heart as I can. And that's all that I can do. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm not looking to, to, to do a home run here or make my thing go viral. I'm just going to do this with as much love in my heart. Every single word, it's just going to be from that place of love. If you can do that over and over again, what you're doing, big one, is you are making a foundation for your purpose literally based on love. You are literally putting brick by brick, love brick after love brick after love brick after love brick. Your entire purpose is going to be your whole foundation. Your whole home is going to be built on love. Your whole purpose is going to be built on love. Wow. And if love is your foundation, it's your soil, it's your earth. Wow. Literally all the seeds that you plant on that foundation, they're going to grow. They're destined to bloom and blossom. Yes. And before we wrap up, there is one last story that Hema, I need you to share. And that is about your mom and her garden and what happened with her, the neighbors, and how come their garden wasn't growing. Please share that story. Perfect, because this this came to me to share about 10 minutes ago. I was thinking about the same thing. Mm. I already shared this story um, in one of the podcasts, but definitely let's share it again. So my mom, she has a beautiful garden. She's growing her own food. And in the summertime, she's outside in the garden and she is harvesting her salad and her vegetables. And then the neighbor would come by and he would look at her garden that is blossoming and blooming and he would say, how do you do that? Nothing is growing in my garden. Why is everything growing in your garden and we are just a few meters away? Is it the soil that is different? Are you watering it different? What is it that you're doing that I'm not doing? And my mom's response was, I'm just talking to the seeds when I sow them and I talk to my garden. I talk to the soil. I talk to the vegetables and I bless them. I bless them with love and I bless them with the intention that they may blossom and bloom. Now, what do you do? She asked them. And he was just laughing and he probably thought that she was joking. But if he knew that that was, in fact, the secret sauce, for her garden to blossom. And if he would just apply that same ingredient, his garden as well is destined to grow and to blossom. But no one knows if he still believes that my mom was just joking. Who knows? Maybe he tried it. Maybe he didn't. The truth is very simple. And sometimes it may sound too simple or too crazy for people. I challenge you, big one. Live your purpose and use the secret ingredient. Use love and watch how 
your purpose will blossom and bloom and flourish and become the magnetic attractor. Watch how all the blessings and miracles and gifts manifest in your life with such great love and effortless simplicity. Watch how God, the universe, people just bless you and shower you with so much unconditional love because you have given that great love, poured forth great love into all that you do. Because what you put in is what you get out. And love is just another word for divine abundance, like whole abundance in all areas. And love in itself consists everything that you could possibly desire from your heart. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.